Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 99 of Go Tell to the Wall Podcast. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got an awesome show for you tonight. Got all the usual topics. Uh, a couple of announcements we're going to get into, actually, because as you heard, this is episode 99, so we've got some a little bit of housekeeping to do, a little bit, a little, couple updates we're going to get into. Um, interestingly, I will probably be adjusting my levels throughout the, po- the this episode because... <laughs> I, I've had this ear infection ever since I was sick like a month ago or so, and it's finally getting better, and I put on my headphones t- tonight when I got in the studio, and I was like, oh, God, I can hear again. It's amazing. It's not fully gone, but I can actually hear a little better now, interestingly. Uh, so let's kick things off with our social plugs. Social plugs, that's right. You can follow us during episodes, between episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple ways. One of those would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter. Uh, you're going to find our official Go tell to the wall Twitter account, which is at tell the wall pod. That's right, at tell the wall pod. Uh, you can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at magic muppet. That's right. If you are a Twitter user, please follow those. You're going to stay updated on things, all that great stuff. If you're not a Twitter user, Twitter user, uh, just ignore that. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people out there that don't use Twitter. We talked about it last week. Uh, additionally, you can follow us on Facebook. We're currently live on Facebook right now with episode 99. And to do so, head on over to Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall, like our page, check back off, and that's going to keep you updated. Similarly, how you will be updated on Twitter. Uh, Facebook's a little more important as far as the the links and stuff that get posted, because usually when I talk about stuff that needs to be linked or further information needs to be given, it it, it tends to go up on the Facebook page. We have admins there, people that are keeping stuff in line. Uh, So if you're only going to follow one thing, if you don't use a lot of social social platform-wise, definitely get on the Facebook page. That's going to keep you a little more updated than Twitter. Twitter's going to tell you when episodes and stuff dropped, but for the most part, Facebook is going to give you more information. That's where we have our on-air producers, uh, Bridget and Chris, uh, helping helping things out as well as a couple other admins. So, again, Facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Like our page. Please, please, please like our page. Additionally, we are on YouTube, of course, and it's, once again, as of like yesterday, it's safe to be on YouTube. We'll get into a little bit of that uh, shortly here in our in our social uh, social section. Uh, so head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall, subscribe to our page. That's where you're going to find our beer reviews. You're going to find clips from the show. You're going to find entire episodes. If you don't like using Facebook, if you don't use any social platform, but you use YouTube, you can actually find the the full live feeds that get posted on our YouTube channel. Uh, again, just search Go Tell it to the Wall, and you're going to find our YouTube channel. And of course, uh, now the live feed is getting is being jumpy again. So let me see if uh, if I can get people off of off of my Wi-Fi here. Hopefully, it'll get a little better. Uh, and of course, most importantly, and all encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark it, check back often. You're going to find links to all those things I just mentioned, as well as a link to our Patreon page. If you have the means and you see fit to do so, please help us out financially. Uh, every dollar helps. If, you know, throw us a dollar, throw us two dollars, five dollars, whatever it might be. Patreon is the place that you're going to be able to do that, and you're going to get some perks. You'll once you head, I'm not going to list all the Patreon perks, but uh, once you head over there, you're going to see you can even so much as get your name on the wall in the studio here, which is right behind me. For those of you that are watching on the live feed, uh, and you're also going to find our blog posts, photos, and stuff go up there. Stuff you're not going to find anywhere else. So, so most importantly, make sure you bookmark SeanOrourkeLive.com for all things that are Sean, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, as well as all things go tell it to the wall. Uh, it's funny. I, I, I started saying it cause it was getting, it's, uh, no, live feeds a little better now before I move on with a couple of announcements here. I, I know this is a little off topic. I should have really just embedded it there in the, in the tech section. Uh, but it's really important if you have spectrum cable, I don't know if this is like a nationwide, I don't even know if spectrum is nationwide, uh, spectrum or time Warner, uh, the, the time Warner changed to spectrum like a couple years ago. I'm bringing this up because last week we had major technical issues with the live feed, and I go in and, like, finished it up, just just kind of limped through it. It was very frustrating because it's distracting to me even when I'm doing the audio recording to have everything kind of messing up on the live feed, and then I can't communicate with Bridget and or Chris, uh, so it, it, it's a whole thing. 
And I was so upset that I actually called Spectrum and I was like, what is going on? At this point, you're costing me money because I'm, I'm having technical issues with this and everything's jumping all over the place. I've got, I've got no internet speeds whatsoever. I even ran some speed tests. And as I'm talking to the, the, uh, the, the technical assistant there, she goes, oh, let me, let me you know, remotely get into your router and take a look. And I don't know all the technical side of this, so, so forgive me for just kind of paraphrasing. And she goes, oh, well, sometimes modems are set up to like share with your neighbors and it gets crossed over with other people in your neighborhood or on your street. And so she goes and she looks and she goes, sure enough, that's what was happening. So she changed, did whatever needed to be changed in our Spectrum modem uh, to put it just on our house and on our modem, not sharing any, whatever the technical side of that is, I don't know. I'm just saying if you're having internet issues and you have Time Warner or Spectrum, call tech support right away because it was literally five minutes and she goes, okay. And then she's like, okay, unplug your router. I'm like, yep, yep. And then she goes and everything working fine. I'm like, yep. And I, as I have her on the phone still, I run a speed test and I was, I've never seen speeds like this on my own, my own personal internet. It, it's ridiculous. So honestly, if you have Time Warner or Spectrum, and you're, and you're having problems with your internet speeds, just call them because it's, it's like a remote in, fix it, super easy. And I did a, been doing speed tests the past week since then just to check on it, and it's been fine. It's been it's crazy. It, and same price, you know, everything. It, it didn't have to increase anything. It just this little switch that had to be flipped in our, in our modem, and that's what made everything better. Ridiculous. Uh, so now that we're already tangented without even getting through the opening, I just I want to put that out there for everyone. So we should be all good on the video side here. That's what I'm really hoping. I, it, it should be good to go now because uh, that is just so frustrating with the video. All right, a couple of announcements here. So as I said, this is episode 99 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, and I've teased it a couple times. We're going to have a big celebration for episode 100. What's, hap- what's, what's kind of been happening is I dropped the ball a little bit on the planning without thinking like, oh man, I'm like two weeks away from episode 100. So here's what we're going to do. Most likely next Thursday, we will, I, I will come into the studio and I will record episode 100 just as normal. We'll put out episode 100, maybe do a couple quick special things for it. But what we're going to do instead is over the next two weeks, <laughs> over the next two weeks, we don't need rails, Chris, uh, over the next two over the next couple of weekends, we're going to, I'm going to get everyone together. Uh, it's just, it's a matter of figuring out scheduling and everything. We're going to get them here into the studio. We're going to basically throw a party in the studio and it's going to be an episode 100 celebration. This, just the celebration itself. So it's probably not going to happen for actual episode 100. Chris and Bridget, I know you're listening. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about this to, to figure out a day uh, to get you guys over here in the studio. Uh, and We'll have to do it probably on a weekend because that's when scheduling works for most people. And we're definitely going to have Chris and Bridget. Uh, They are the most important. We'll have some of our other major wall supporters uh, as well as friends of the podcast, whoever can be available for that particular day. And we're going to have a big celebration. We're going to pop some champagne. I'm going to have everyone in the studio, kind of in and out of the studio. We'll probably just have an open studio door that day, that night, whatever it might be. Uh, And we're just going to have some fun with it. I will let everyone know. I'll give everyone like probably a week's notice uh, so that even if you're... You're, you only listen to the audio, subscribe to the audio. You can actually try and catch the the live feed. Hey, Matt. Se- Le- oh, Centibration. Thank you, Matt. Centibration. Chris, remind me on that one. I, okay, I hear stuff falling in my kitchen outside the studio. Uh, Centibration, that's what we're going to do. So, uh, yes, Bridget and Chris, we'll, we'll figure out scheduling on this. And, uh, and we're going to do that over the next two weeks. So, most likely, episode 100 happening normal way next week. Uh, you know, maybe I'll do one or two little things, but we're going to just have a big celebration. Uh, anyone that's a big supporter of the podcast, big fan of the podcast that really that, that I know personally. Uh, so Matt, you're definitely invited. I know it's a bit of a long haul for you. Uh, definitely. I mean, we have some other fans that, that like to communicate with me via seanorourkelive.com. I, I, I don't know that we're going to be inviting them, the people that I don't necessarily know, but that is the plan. Don't mark your calendars yet because it's coming. I will make sure everyone is fully aware of when that is going to happen. Uh, and then, of course, if you're subscribed and you only listen to audio, you're going to be good to go. We're probably looking at like a two-hour episode on that one, similar to uh, Star Spangled episode that we did last 4th of July. Going to do something similar. might be two hours. We're probably going to drink way too much, uh, and we're going to have some fun with with our on-air producers, with everyone that has has helped to grow the podcast, that has touched the podcast, and, and all of our, our big fans. Uh, so look forward to that. More information coming soon. TBD. But it will, it will happen over the next two weeks. I can promise you that. 
All right, one more thing before we move on to social social platform trends right now uh, is beer this week. Oh, I'm excited about beer this week. Chris, uh, if, if, if you're still on there, I don't know if, if you are, if you're still dealing with the girls. Uh, Samuel Adams Summer Ale. This is Sam Adams Summer Ale. It's a super tasty. I haven't been drinking a lot of Sam Adams lately. I just, I, I haven't. It just doesn't come up a lot here in Southern California. Uh, but with summer right around the corner and it heating up very much so here in Southern California, wanted to get this one. It's super tasty. Interestingly, uh, it's a summer ale, but it's a citrus wheat ale. So it has a little bit of a weediness to it. It's not like a Hefenweizen. It's, it's not full-on wheat beers. Those tend to be a little heavy for me. This is kind of in the middle. Uh, it, it's a wheat ale. Super tasty. Chris, you would definitely enjoy this one. Plus, it's Sam Adams. I know you're a Sam Adams fan. Uh, so, so check them out. You can get this one pretty much anywhere. Uh, nationwide, I'm sure. And Sam Adams is pretty nationwide. And, and I have a feeling, uh, regardless of what grocery store you shop at, you're probably going to see it popping up there soon, if not already. So uh, check them out. Samuel Adams Summer Ale. This might be the first Sam Adams we've had on the podcast. Although I'm trying not to think about Boston too much right now because my Bruins are, uh, yeah, mm, mm, Bruins. All right, social platform trends right now. That's the other thing. Once we do kick off episode 100 uh, or maybe episode 101, we're going to switch up formats a little bit. I've been discussing this with uh, with some people that work on the podcast, and, and we've got some changes, good things, additions, and stuff to, to get into uh, once we do cross that 100th episode threshold. But for today, we still have our social section. I uh, want to go through some podcasts or some podcasts, <laughs> eh, podcasts, hashtag, same thing. I uh, want to go through a couple hashtags that are floating around the social platforms right now. A couple of them I'm really enjoying and I think are very important. Uh, and a couple funny ones, of course. Uh, Sammy's Summer, that's true. <laughs> Sammy's Summer. Uh, that That's Chris. Is a, he's a bit of a Sam Adams fan. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm just trying not to think about the city of Boston right now, though I will admit I'm quite spoiled, but I, I will say it right now. I would trade a Patriots championship for a Stanley Cup any day. I just would. Not a World Series, but I'd trade a Patriots one. Uh, hashtag Pride 2019. Hashtag Pride 2019. June is Pride Month. I believe internationally, but definitely uh, here uh, in the United States. I, but I believe it's also international. I'm just... I'm. Apologies, I'm not super familiar if it is international. Uh, like I said, June is Pride Month, and some people are ha sharing this hashtag, uh, hashtag Pride2019, uh, and, and showing not only their pride, but people are showing their support for others, which I think is, is extremely important. So even if you, you're not celebrating your own personal pride, uh, make sure you're supporting your friends and family and, and everything else, because most likely... Uh, Anyone's listening to this podcast, you probably have friends or family, uh, you know, that that are are either in a same sex relationship or have been uh, and, and have dealt with some trials and tribulations throughout their life. Uh, and it got me thinking when I was when I was kind of looking at this today and, and writing up some notes. It feels more important this year uh, than it has in previous years. Now, previous years being the past few years, but there's such a fervent like level of hate in this country right now uh, that I think celebrating pride and, and showing your support for those that do celebrate pride is extremely, extremely important. Uh, so please, please uh, share that hashtag if you so if, if you feel the need to or, you know, you feel like you want to participate. But even if you're not sharing it yourself, support those that are because uh, this is a time this is a time to celebrate pride, something that that many people, especially of a certain age, uh, this never thought this was possible in their lifetimes. Never thought it was possible, and, and here we are, fortunately, and we need to, to make sure that certain powers that be aren't destroying that, that aren't, aren't literally trying to break it down, because that's what's happening in our country right now, uh, as well as around the world, but unfortunately, in our country, where we made so many strides for the past few, you know, past 10 years, 20, 20 years even, but really the past 10 years, we're talking, uh, and, and now it's just, there's threat of tearing that down. Anyway, uh, another one that's that I find really interesting and I think is very important right now is hashtag men men for choice hashtag men for choice. This is a campaign that that's kind of been bubbling up a little bit, uh, and, and obviously we've we've talked a little bit about the uh, the women's reproductive rights laws that that are being changed and challenged in in places like Georgia and Alabama uh, and Louisiana and and all those other states that are that are trying to take away many rights that that should be just absolute God-given rights. Uh, and, and so this this topic has come up, Men for Choice. It's basically a, a campaign for men uh, to take responsibility uh, and, and recognize that, that having a baby, yes, women bear the absolute brunt of 
carrying a child, birthing a child, uh, and and really feeding a child to an extent, depending how you know how you're doing your feedings with with a newborn child, uh, that that falls heavily on the mother. But the thing is, to make that happen, it's it's not just a woman that's doing it. It takes it takes two to tango in this situation. And so this campaign, this hashtag men for choice is really pointing out that men should have an active, uh, active role in birth control. You know, and I'm not talking, oh, you put a condom on. No, no. Have an active role in discussion of birth control, discussing it with your partner and, and being proactive and smart about it and, and realizing that it's not just all on women when it comes to this stuff. Because that's what happens. It all gets put on women. There's so many different choices that women have for birth control. And we're, we're talking like putting foreign objects within their body. Or pills that might mess with their hormones. And guy, men just have to put on a condom. you know. And they think, oh, no, I'm good to go. No. No. This needs to be a discussion where men are involved in this as well. Uh, in addition to, to defending a woman's right to choose. Uh, because as I've always said... I am both pro-choice and pro-life because I, I, I would like to, to see children be born, uh, you know, but uh, I also know that because I don't have a uterus, uh, I really don't have a say in that. I have zero say in that. I, I won't even, like, I will vote in favor of things, but I don't think men should have a say in women's reproductive rights. You, you can't. You don't know what it's like. We don't know what it's like. You don't. All right, so let's get into some of these funny ones. Uh, that I've actually been enjoying. Uh, hash. Oh my gosh, I see it again. I noticed this when I first came in. The st There's a mosquito in the studio with me, wall fans. Oh, there it is. It's coming. It's coming. So if you <laughs> if you hear me go like, ah, oh, god damn it, I probably got bit by the mosquito that's flying around. There it is. I missed it. Freaking mosquitoes. That's what I like. N all my years in Southern California, never knew we had mosquitoes until I moved into the to this side of the neighborhood uh, here in Highland Park, and we got mosquitoes over here. All right, as I was saying, hashtag after you reach a certain age, hashtag after you reach a certain age, uh, this one has, has been fun. Now, uh, some people got a little serious with it, and uh, you start to question your parents' upbringing methods. Yeah, no, I want to have some more fun with this one, but this one I enjoyed uh, came from rockrescue.org. Uh, hashtag after you reach a certain age, snack, snap, crackle, and pop isn't just the sound your cereal makes. You do too. <laughs> and this was... I was like, oh my gosh, that hits it right on the head. Uh, I often deal with this. I'll, I'll like stand up off the couch or something and I'll be like, oh, my wife will be like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm just freaking old. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's like the old joke. Like I threw my back out getting out of bed. I've done it. It's not fun. It, it's not fun. And that's just comes with age. And I'm not even that old. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I don't, I'm going to be in a wheelchair by the time I'm 50. I'm just, just wheel me in there. I'm not going to be able to walk anymore. Uh, so check that hashtag out if you, if you want to laugh a little bit. Uh, another hashtag I was enjoying comedically, 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 that's probably the better way to say it, uh, is hashtag describe yourself sarcastically. Hashtag describe yourself star sarcastically. Why is Chipotle tweeting in here? Why do I have Chipotle tweets? Uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Uh, there was one person in particular uh, that, and it was hashtag describe yourself sarcastically, and they said, I am a lion, this type of lion, and it's literally a gif of a lion falling in some water, and I was kind of like, yeah, it's it's probably probably kind of me too, uh, but what I and then I also thought about it for me personally. Uh, again, hashtag describe yourself sarcastically. I literally do this every episode. <laughs> I do this every single episode of Go Tell It to the Wall because I come in here and I say your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Uh, now I should be your favorite podcast host. So and maybe maybe not. I'm sure many of you out there listening uh, are are have other podcasts that you listen to and maybe I'm not your favorite podcast host, but I'm definitely not the one and only Sean O'Rourke. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not even, I'm probably not even the, the one and only Sean O'Rourke in the zip code. It is a, a fairly common name. I've talked about that many times before. There was another Sean O'Rourke when I was working at Universal and it <laughs> caused so many problems for the mailroom. It was, I got so much of his mail. It was crazy. All right. Uh, one more hashtag I want to share with you and then I want to get a little serious, uh, here on a couple things. We're, we're going to have a lot of social stuff this week just because that's kind of what's happening uh, right now. And Chris, I'm curious what you think about this one. Uh, I didn't even have a chance to watch it. I don't know if you did. Uh, but a hashtag that's going around right now just popped up, I think, yesterday or today because this news just dropped in the past, like, two days. Day and a half, two days. Hashtag save swamp thing. Hashtag save swamp thing. Remember, a, oh, gosh, probably a couple months ago now. I can't remember which episode. We talked about the new DC... Uh, television show Swamp Thing, and it was going to premiere on the DC Universe, which is a subscription thing that you can you can go and watch. Uh, I think they have like 
old shows that are DC shows on there. Which that might be interesting. You watch the early 90s Flash, uh, as well as comic books and stuff. Well, Swamp Thing launched like this week. Uh, they released one episode, and then <laughs> after that episode, I'm laughing. I feel I do. I feel bad for anyone that's on this. I'm only laughing because it's like this is the world we live in. Uh, after one episode, they canceled Swamp Thing. They're they've canceled Swamp Thing. There's going to be no more Swamp Thing. I'm sure there's going to be a couple more episodes depending on what they had in the can. Uh, Chris might be a little more aware on on how much Swamp Thing they had. Uh, yeah. Chris isn't even swamp. I'm 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 not either. I wasn't like hankering to watch it, which is which is funny because I watch DC shows. Uh, I watch The Flash. I watch The Legends of Tomorrow. I think I'm gonna end up watching uh, Arrow here here soon. Uh, and I wasn't super excited about this one, but unfortunately, it is gone. And people want to save it. So hashtag Save Swamp Thing. If you want to save Swamp Thing or try to, uh, it, it's very similar to Save Daredevil and Save uh, uh, Constantine was like another show that it, they just people just don't like dark heroes, I guess. So. Or, or companies don't, production companies don't, people do, and that's why they want to save all of these shows. Anyway, all right, so this is this is kind of a shifting a little more. We're going to talk more than just hashtags when it comes to social media uh, and, and things that are trending right now. Uh, and this one's important to talk about. Chris Evans, have you heard about this straight pride parade? Straight pride parade. It's a thing that's going to be happening in Boston in August, and it's just blew up on social platforms. Absolutely blew up. And of course... Uh, famous people, actors and stuff are getting a hold of this. Uh, so I will share with you, this is what Chris Evans tweeted uh, directly from his tweet. And I quote, wow, cool initiative, fellas. Just a thought. Instead of straight pride parade, how about this? The desperately trying to bear our own gay thoughts by being homophobic because no one taught us how to access our emotions as children parade. What do you think? Two on the nose, end quote. Uh, I like this that Chris Evans is speaking out. There's one thing I want to point out with that. And I actually saw someone push back on this a little bit. I don't think we need to always... Uh, assume that it's latent uh, homosexuality within these people that are doing dumb things like straight pride parades and everything else. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But this is kind of like when when people were speaking out about um, the like the memes and stuff that were going around about uh, the Orange Menace and uh, what's his face over there in Russia, and it was all about you know like them hooking up sexually and stuff. And people were like, why does it always? And and this is kind of where I am with this. It's like, yeah, maybe there's some latent homosexuality, but let's not automatically go there. Let's just call it what it is, and they're douchebags, you know? Uh, however, I want to share this from James Fell. I'm not familiar with James Fell. Uh, maybe, Chris, you can hit me with, with where exactly his background is, but I, I just really enjoyed this, even more than the Chris Evans stuff. And bear with me, because it's a little long, but I think it is super important, it is because this hits the nail on the head as far as why you don't need a straight pride parade. You don't. You know, remember the thing like when BET came out back in the 90s and people were like, where's the white entertainment channel? You have tons of them, dude. Like you have all of the channels. You're good to go. And that that's what's, that's what's going on here with the straight pride stuff. Uh, so from James Fell again, and I quote, it's official. Boston is going to have a straight pride parade. Although, hey, let me get away from the quote there for a second. Boston is is the city of Boston is not holding a straight pride parade. Let, let's nip that in the bud right now, because I know a lot of that's going to come back on the city of Boston. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and passionately defend Boston, but it's not the city of Boston putting this on. There's some guys that have gotten permits in the city of Boston. So it's going to take place there uh, again. Back to, to the James Fell uh, tweet. And I quote, I'm straight. I like being straight. A big reason why I like being straight is that I've never once experienced bigotry for my sexuality. I don't have to fight for my right to marry the person of my choosing. I didn't have to concern myself with being beaten or killed because others didn't accept who I wanted to sleep with. I didn't have to stay closeted out of fear or worry that's of, about the reaction of my family, friends, or colleagues by coming out. I never got called a slur for being straight. No one told me I'm going to burn in hell for being straight. There aren't any programs where I could be sent to be tortured into no longer being straight. There aren't any countries where you can be put to death simply for being straight. There's nothing I ever had to fight for or struggle against because I'm straight, and therefore there isn't any reason to take pride in it. Grateful for the privilege I get? Sure, but pride, I don't see it. What I do see is this parade is misnamed. It's not a straight pride parade. It should be called, I'm a homophobic piece of shit parade. End quote. Yes, homophobic. Latent homosexuality, homophobic, these are two different things, and that's Basically everything to a T. So thank you very much, James Fell. Good on you. Uh, good on you as well, Chris Evans. He actually retweeted that at one point, uh, as well as sharing his own stuff. And and it's the thing is people just don't get it. People don't get it. I, I, it. Stuff like this makes me just completely lose faith in humanity, which I got to tell you happens on an almost daily basis. I often get up in the morning. I'm like, why is there not more common sense in the world? And then I walk out into the world and I'm like, this is why. 
Because <laughs> everyone's an idiot. You know? Not everyone. Not all of you. All of you common sensors and wall fans, none of you are idiots. Well, some of you probably are. I mean, I'm an idiot. I'm just an idiot in a different way. I'm a compassionate idiot. I may be dumb, but I'm not that dumb. Come on now. Oh, gosh, people. People, right? Uh, all right, another thing I want to talk about right now, and this blew up on social media from last night. Last night. Chris, I'm sure you saw some of this uh, because it was all over the place, especially kind of in the sports world here. Uh, so, Nicole Curran and Beyonce. Uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z were at the basketball game last night. It was uh, game, uh, what game are we at? Three of the NBA Finals. They were sitting courtside. They were actually sitting with the wife of the owner of the, the majority owner of the Golden State Warriors, sitting with the wife. And what happened was apparently at one point during the game, uh, she asked Beyonce and Jay-Z if they wanted something to drink, and she was hosting them. She had invited them to the game, was hosting them at the game. Uh, she actually leaned over because she couldn't hear what Jay-Z was saying. And and, liter- and it's funny, if you watch the video, you can, you can read her lips. He ordered a vodka tonic, and she leans over because she can't hear him, and she says, do you want a lime? Well... People of the internet and people of the sports world noticed this, and I guess Beyonce gave kind of a side eye because this woman is leaning over toward Jay-Z. And so everyone ran with it. Oh, this woman's trying to get Jay-Z, trying to steal away Jay-Z. And in fact, Nicole Curran started getting death threats on social media from the Beehive. Have you guys heard of the Beehive? Yeah, I wish I hadn't. These are Beyonce fans, and they can be real assholes, like just complete and utter assholes to the point where they're sending death threats because they think this woman was trying to steal away Jay-Z. She's married to one of the richest men in the world, but yes, she's trying to steal away Jay-Z right in front of Jay-Z's wife. I just, I, I, like, what, what do you even say to that? And here's the thing, because I saw a lot of people, you know, things were being tweeted, and it was like, oh, well, well, Beyonce didn't say anything. She didn't come out and say, oh, she's trying to steal my husband. Yeah, no, she didn't. But you know what? That's the exact point. She didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. She could come out and say, hey, my fans, my my beehive or whatever the hell you are, don't give her a hard time. Don't send death threats because there was nothing wrong with it. Instead, she stays silent. Why? Because she's eating this shit up. Eating it up. This is the world we live in. She's eating it up. She loves the publicity. She probably got up this morning and started looking at all the articles and stuff and BuzzFeed and, ooh, this is great. Give me a fucking break, Beyonce. As far as I'm concerned, she's disgusting. She's disgusting because she could end somebody getting death threats for no reason. She could end it with her little phone and a hundred, however many characters are on Twitter. End it. But does she? No, because she's loving it. Rich, famous people. Disgusting. Ugh, disgusting. Uh, YouTube controversy. Oh, boy. Did you guys hear about this one this week? We had a big YouTube controversy this week, and uh, part of it came out. Uh, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to give names because I don't want to get into details on this. What I, what I just want to point out is uh, there was a discrimination problem with YouTube. And somebody had made complaints and actually posted videos saying, here's how I'm being discriminated against. And they were absolutely right. They weren't wrong. I'm just not giving names because we don't have enough time to get into all the details there. I just want to top line it. And originally YouTube came out. Uh, and this was, gosh, this was probably Tuesday when YouTube came out and said, uh, no, no, they're not actually violating any rules, and, and we, we like this to be an open platform, blah, blah, blah. With, you know, that's what the corporations do. We've, we've been dealing with this for a couple of years now between Facebook and YouTube and, and Twitter and, and, and everything else, all these other platforms that, that, that very passionate alt-right people like to, to broadcast on. You know, Remember the Alex Joneses of the world and stuff? And, and, and We've been dealing with this. So YouTube came out as a typical thing. Uh, but what happened was the backlash was so big. In fact, there was a hashtag boycott YouTube floating around uh, that they came out literally the next morning. There were still articles like I would say I, I always want to say there was still ink drying on the articles. Nobody nobody reads a newspaper anymore. It's just online. Uh, but for lack of a better word, there's still ink drying on the articles talking about how YouTube wasn't doing anything. And then they came out and said, you know what, we're changing our, our standards and all this other stuff. And we're we're gonna we're gonna demonetize people. We're gonna remove channels uh, that that are are uh, promoting hate, discrimination, and all those other things that could become problems within YouTube. Which which they have every right to do, and they should. They absolutely should. Uh, the interesting thing is, I know I'm gonna get. I'm what's gonna happen because I get these emails through SeanRourkeLive.com all the time, and and it tends to be somebody who's very very right wing, very conservative. And they're like, well, it's, they're just attacking the right wing. I saw someone saying, well, what about uh, 
uh, Stephen Colbert and all the things that he says about the Orange Menace and everything else. It's like, okay, calm, calm down on that. Uh, but even more calm down on the this. It's it's the left. It's a left conspiracy because there were actually channels that had nothing to do with uh, right wing views, alt right things uh, that were also demonetized because of violence within their channels and all those things. Uh, and of course, we still have the Colin Sav channel, which is which is floating around out there. I'm sure they did not get demonetized, despite the fact that they play evil pranks on their children and use their children just to make a bunch of money. Still don't have my kid in the studio. We will have we will have my kid uh, around in the studio for the epi- the centibration, uh, as it's as it's been dubbed by uh, wall fan Matt over here. Did I write it down already? I gotta remember. See, it's, it's, that's the problem with being here by myself. Is I like, and I often kick it over to to Bridget. Uh, and or Chris, depending on, on what the exact topic is. And I'm like, remind me of that later. And most, and they're very good about it. But sometimes I'm just making like, you know, chicken scratch notes over here. Uh, so apparently we are okay to be on YouTube again. <laughs> That's the bottom line on that. Uh, but you might see some of your channels being demonetized or completely removed. Uh, because it is a wide sweeping thing. It's not just, it's not like a left conspiracy or anything like that. All right, before I get into this next one. Uh, if you're listening on the audio or you're watching on the live feed right now, uh, I'm giving a potential spoiler for Avengers Endgame. So so literally just, just fast forward 30 seconds to a minute. It's not a huge spoiler. Uh, and if you've managed to avoid this spoiler because I haven't seen Avengers Endgame, I couldn't. I had this spoiled literally uh, the Saturday that, that Avengers Endgame came out that weekend. So most likely you've already had this spoiled. Uh, but we have another dumb petition floating around another dump it freaking petitions i'm getting so sick of these things uh so some marvel fans started a petition to bring back one of the avengers bring back one of the avengers that was killed in avengers endgame uh and here is a spoiler just just skip a little forward a little bit They're, they want to bring back iron man they want to bring back tony stark they want to bring back robert downey jr uh, because he is such an important part of the marvel universe this is all the things that it says in this petition uh actually has thirty-eight thousand plus signatures so far 38,000 plus people. Uh, here's the thing. Dude's done acting in, in this franchise. Dude's done. That's his choice. More importantly to all of you out there that, that get so mad about because your show didn't end the way it needed to or you want this character back, okay? Television and film and all these other things, it's not choose your own adventure. It isn't. You don't get to, just, you don't get to choose what you're doing within that. It's not. You, if you want to do that, go read the old books from like the 80s and 90s, choose your own adventure. Then you can choose where you want to go. It's not how the, the, this kind of entertainment works. It's just not. Exactly, Bridget. So Bridget's like, I'm sure Robert Downey Jr. get right on that. That's the funny thing, too. It's like, really? He's, he's going to look at this petition and be like, oh, sorry, fans. I will be back. And it's like, what? Get a life. Uh, and more importantly, I've said this the past few episodes when we were talking pet- about petitions. Uh, yeah, get back to your fan fiction, guys. Uh, it, it diminishes real petitions. That's absolutely what it does. It diminishes real petitions. If we could get this kind of passion behind things that are important in the world instead of a fucking movie, God, imagine how great the world would be. But no, we're going to whine about a fucking movie character. Give me a break. Give me a break. It's stupid. Mm, sorry, I'm making more notes here. Ugh. All right. Galaxy's Edge. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Y'all know that my daughter is much cooler than me, uh, and y- you probably do know this, but just to clarify, my wife is also v- much, much, much cooler than me, uh, to the point where she brought me this little thing home on Monday. For those of you on the live feed, that's a cool little patch. It's a Batu patch, which is the the new planet or land or whatever that Disney came up with for Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, my wife, much, much cooler than me, to the point where she spent her work day on Monday. Uh, checking out Disneyland and Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah. Brought that brought that little bad boy home for me as a, as a bit of a souvenir. Yeah, I'm like a child. My wife brings me home souvenirs <laughs> from when she does work things. It's just how it works. Uh, but some more news out of... Uh, uh, I know you're... Chris is losing his mind wanting to go. Like, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm not like, I got to get there right now. Chris is a Star Wars fan. <laughs> like, I'm a fan. Chris is a fan. Like, and respect. I just, like... I don't know enough about Star Wars. I'd be like, what is it? Oh, I kind of remember that from, you know, I enjoy it, but uh, I'm not as, as much of a fanatic as, as many people out there. Uh, but some other news out of there. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, that's brilliant, Chris. <laughs> my wife went to Batu, and all I got was this lousy patch. <laughs> that's brilliant. 
Oh, see, I, we need to do more. I need to do more show prep with my on-air producers here because then I have nuggets of greatness like that just coming at me. Uh, so you can at, at Galaxy's Edge, you can actually buy high quality Jedi robes. You can buy lightsabers and all these other things. But Jedi robes are one of the hot things that you can get there. Uh, the interesting thing is, as an adult, you cannot wear it within the Disney parks. You can't. They actually have a rule at Disneyland. I'm sure if you've been to Disney, you've seen kids dressed up. They have a rule that if you were over 14 years old, uh, you were actually not allowed to dress up in like full costume at Disneyland. This makes sense to me because they don't want to cause any confusion with cast members. They have cast, especially, you know, these Jedi robes. I'm sure there's cast members walking around in like Jedi clothing, including a robe and everything. So they don't want that confusion. So I totally get it. Uh, the interesting thing, though, is... I'm also kind of, and, and maybe, and maybe Chris, you can set, shed some light on this. I like, if I was getting something like that, like a robe, I'd want to wear it at the park. Like that, that's like of all the places to wear it. Like I'd want to wear it at, at a park. Uh, I, I was trying to think of something comparable. So I have a, I have a Dickies jacket, which a lot of people call them battle vests, battle jackets, you know, uh, it's, it's all patched up. It's got a lot of bands on it and everything. It's actually a replacement for one that uh, I lost years ago and I, I've been working on it for a little while now and, and trying to replace a lot of the patches that I, that. I lost on that previous one. Uh, I, I almost exclusively wear that to, to shows, you know. Uh, so in a comparable way, I was kind of like, well, I see. Yeah, I would want to wear it at the park, uh, but I do get it. I do get it. Well, I don't think they monitor everyone necessarily, Matt. But if they see a, a full grown adult, uh, they're, they're probably going to be like, you can't. Uh, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying, Chris. You're going to wear it to the grocery store. I, you can wear it around your house. Like, I imagine it costs more than, than my nice, cool Terry Cloth Deadpool robe that I have. So it's like, do you need a 200 uh, probably like a $200 thing. Do you need a $200 bathrobe? I don't know. And, and, and nothing against people that are like, and I'm sure. <laughs> they probably just go with the facial hair thing, Matt. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. <laughs> How old are you, son? 13. All right, proceed. It's like, all right. Uh, one thing, I, one other thing I want to uh, to point on out on that is there is an advantage that a particular park here in Southern California has in that respect. Again, I'm I'm not saying Disney you go, let them wear the robes. It's just weird to me. Uh, but if you go to Universal Studios, uh, you can actually wear Harry Potter robes and all that stuff all around like the Harry Potter land. So might be a little bit of an advantage for Universal and Harry Potter land. Oh, more Disney news. This one, I just I like I was waiting for this one. I the day I saw the Toy Story four trailer, I was waiting for this. Disney, in all their greatness, they have come up with a twenty eight dollar spork that you can buy, a plastic spork that you can buy because it's a Toy Story four character. If you've seen the trailer, I don't even know what the damn name of the thing is, Forky, Sporky, or something. Uh, so one of the kid characters in the movies creates this like character made out of spork and it has like uh pipe cleaner arms and googly eyes it's a plastic spork with googly eyes and pipe cleaners for arms and it's 28 dollars because that's what disney does now granted it does talk apparently it has a button that you push and it talks it says why is there a snake in my no that's the other character <laughs> somebody's poisoned the water well or whatever he says I don't know, it's been a long time since i've seen toy story I'm still working at disney was the last time i saw a toy story movie uh, but $28 for a plastic spork with pipe cleaner arms. You know what else is ridiculous about this? The whole point in the movie is that the kid character in the movie made it. Didn't buy the toy, made it. That's the thing is Disney and Disney their ever-growing greediness is like, I'm gonna, we need to charge $28 for this. You know what I would have been okay with? Like a $5 kit. Even $5, which is crazy because it's a plastic spork and pipe cleaner. Make a $5 kit with a spork, googly eyes, pipe cleaners. Make your own, kid. But no. Disney and all their greed, $28 for a plastic spork. Get out of here. It's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. All right, another television news. We're, we got some news out of Universal. Punky Brewster. Remember Punky Brewster back in the 80s? Uh, started in 1984. And then there was a little animated show. Uh, Soleil Moon Fry actually voiced the Punky Brewster character. Uh, there's a reboot coming out. Just got announced by Universal. It's, it's going to include Soleil Moon Fry, who is now, I believe, 42 years old. Yes, she was older than me. Uh, I, I actually watched that in the 80s as a kid. I was a bit of a Punky Brewster fan. 
We don't have a ton of details, uh, except that it's a fo follow-up revival to the original. So it's some kind of follow-up revival to the original. I just realized I made notes on this, and now I can't fold the page back. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about in TV, film, and books. I just found this interesting. The Good Place. Great show. Fantastic show. Thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, and this is a... a, a, a uh, this is a slight spoiler if you haven't watched the first season of The Good Place. Turn it off for like 30 seconds. Uh, I know, first season of Good Place was a couple years ago, but this news just recently came out in an interview with Mike Schur, uh, who is a showrunner, creator of uh, of The Good Place. Uh, and actually, I, this, is what I, this is what I found interesting. And actually, I won't even spoil anything. There's a big twist at the end of season one. I won't tell you the twist. Huge twist. Huge twist. And it, like, actually got me. I was like, whoa, whoa. Uh, my wife started catching on a little bit earlier and, and kind of spotted it a few minutes before the twist actually happened. Uh, but there's this big twist. And we found out through this interview with Mike Schur uh, that most of the actors were not aware of this twist. And if you've watched The Good Place, I don't want to give it just in case someone's going to go back on Hulu or Netflix and actually watch this show after it's done or whatever. Uh, but there's a huge twist. If you've watched the show, you know the twist I'm talking about. Uh, and the only two actors on the show that knew this, and really there's uh, kind of six main, main, main characters, uh, as well as some other characters. But the only the only uh, actors that actually knew about it were Ted Danson and Kristen Bell. And I found that really interesting. Had to be an absolute trip for the cast uh, to, to have that happen. You know, you go and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't use it. It's a, it's a big twist. <laughs> Matt's teasing me over here. We got we got the wall fans and and they're fun on the live on the live feed. It's a big twist. I mean, you've seen it. Have you seen it, Matt? It's a big twist. Uh, so I, I found that really interesting. All right, let's get into some music news, Matt. You're, I'm glad you're on, Matt and Br uh, Bridget. If you're still on, I, I would like your input on this one in particular. Uh, really, the both of you. Well, not quite yet, but we're going to get into some music news, and and I, I do want some input from you guys here. Uh, so going back to the Straight Pride Parade, we got some news from Mark Hoppus, the great Mark Hoppus of Blink-182. I'm still a little mad at him for spoiling Game of Thrones, but it's, he's doing better things now. Uh, he actually did a nice little Instagram Live last Saturday for the official 20th anniversary of Enema of the State. Uh, he actually came out with a response to... Uh, the straight pride parade stuff. And I want to give you his exact quote here. Where is it? Oh, here it is. He tweeted this actually uh, on June 5th. Uh, and I quote from Mark Hoppus, to celebrate how utterly ridiculous a straight pride parade is, I'm going to auction off one of my bases, match the final bid dollar for dollar, and donate all the money to the Trevor Project. If you're not familiar with the Trevor Project, it's a fantastic organization. Uh, look them up. They do a lot of great things when it comes to uh, LGBT, the LGBTQ community, and, and it's just fantastic. And so not only is he auctioning off one of his bass guitars, which he really doesn't have to do, you know, I, I don't think anyone's going to give him a hard time if, if he didn't come out and speak out like this. Uh, he's also going to match it dollar for dollar. So we don't have information on the auction just yet, but that is going to be happening. Proceeds going to the Trevor Project. Good on you, Mark. Stop spoiling things. Stop acting like a millennial on Twitter, but good on you for this one. Really appreciate it. Uh, all right. More music news. Calypso Rose. Have you ever heard of Calypso Rose? Fantastic singer. She's been around for a very, very, very long time. Uh, she just did a little collaboration. Matt, you'll appreciate this one as well as Bridget if, if you guys haven't seen it yet. Uh, Chris, too. It's just... It's, it's fun. It, I know particular things. Like, I'm talking Star Wars. Chris, what can you tell me about this? When I'm talking some punk rock music, Bridget, what can you tell me about this? You know, and, and same with Matt. Matt is a, uh, is a big punk rock fan. We, we have been to some shows together. Uh, Calypso Rose actually just released a new, a new track. It's a cover of Amazing Grace. Uh, and it's, it's a collaboration with Tim Timebomb. <clears throat> who, if you're not familiar with Tim Timebomb, it's Tim Armstrong. That's just his alias. Tim Timebomb and the Interrupters. And it is Amazing Grace. It is a cover of Amazing Grace. It is fantastic. I listened to it once. Uh, I It's it's going to take a lot for me to listen to it again. There are a few songs out there. There are a few of them. Uh, Daddy Boy being one of them. With my Irish background, Amazing Grace is another one. Uh, I get a little emotional. A little too emotional listening to them. But I highly, highly, highly recommend Calypso Rose uh, along with Tim Timebomb and the Interrupters. Fantastic track. Uh, now this one, one more thing in music that I just wanted to get into. I was having a little bit of fun here. We're we're gonna be so over time, but that's because I had that long intro and I got into a whole tangent. These things happen, but it's all quality content, so you got no complaints. No complaints, wall fans and common sensors. You can complain. I might, I might listen. I don't know. Sometimes I listen. Most times I don't. 
so Consequence of Sound, this is a, a music website. They do music news and all that kind of good stuff. They actually put out their top 100 pop punk bands of all time. Top 100 pop punk bands of all time. Now, I just destroyed this list. <laughs> I was looking through it. And, because not only that, but they have little write-ups and then they have an essential track for each band. I'm not going to go through all those things. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the top 11 according to Consequence of Sound. And I'm curious, uh, Matt and Bridget, because I know you are both big punk rock fans, big pop punk fans, uh, pop, pop punk, ska, all the things. It's kind of inclusive of, of all those things. I want to hit me up on here on the live feed with, with your top 10. Anyone out there listening, uh, if, if you're not on the live feed, you're just listening to the audio after the fact, uh, hit me up. Send me a message. I'm curious what your top 10s, if you're a pop punk fan, that, that's the thing. If, if you don't know anything about pump, pop punk, punk rock, ska, those things, then, then you know. This really speaks to a certain audience. Uh, so I want to give you their top 11. I was going to do their top 10, but there's you're going to see why I'm giving you 11 through 1. Number 11, according to Consequence of Sound, is Rancid. Way too low for Rancid. Uh, I will give you their essential track. Olympia, Washington. No, no, no. no. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's like not even a top 20, Olympia, Washington. It's a good track. I mean, they're they're all all hits, but... No. Uh, number 10, Alkaline Trio. Yeah, that's ahead of Rancid. Okay. Uh, number 9, Brand New. Number 8, Paramore. I like Paramore. They should not be ahead of Rancid. Number 7, Jimmy Eat World. Number 6, Operation Ivy. Number number 5, Buzzcocks. All about the Buzzcocks. Number 4, Descendants. Glad they got some love. Number 3, Jawbreaker. Eh. Number two, I can't really argue with these too much. Number two, Blink-182. And number one is, of course, Green Day. So I want to give you my top ten. This is, of course, my opinion, only my opinion. And I'll be honest, like ten and nine, I was kind of like, eh, which of all the bands I like do I want to throw in here? Starting with number ten, my, tenth, my top ten bands. Number ten, Masked Intruder. Fantastic band. They really crack the top ten because they do some great fantastic live shows number nine dropkick murphy's fantastic band uh number eight homegrown they are no longer together but i have seen entirely too much homegrown for them to not be included in my top 10 number seven pennywise fantastic band i'm gonna be seeing them at gnarly town in a couple weeks here along with rancid and some others uh number six green day I love some Green Day, but they don't. I just personally can't put them ahead of these five bands. Number five, The Interrupters. They will probably creep a little higher over the years as they go. They, I need some more time with The Interrupters. As much as I love them, I go to every single one of their shows. They are a top five, but they are number five. Uh, number four, Less Than Jake. Less Than Jake. I will say Interrupters didn't even make the consequences sound list. Less Than Jake was uh, like number 40. Uh, number three, Blink-182. Can't really argue too much with that. I am a Southern California, San Diego Poway boy. Number two, Unwritten Law. Unwritten Law. I am nothing but a Poway kid. And if you're familiar with Unwritten Law, you know what that means. And number one for me personally is Rancid. I like to consider them, like, to me personally, they're like the Rolling Stones, the U2 of the pop punk, punk rock world. They just are. Um, really, it... it if you strap me down to a chair with a gun to my head, unwritten law, they shift back and forth between number one and number two. I knew I knew you would approve of number one, uh, Bridget, and I, I know you're a Less Than Jake fan too, so I, like, I, we'll have to debate those a little more. Maybe maybe we'll bring this debate back uh, for the uh, centibration, the centibration, you know? That might be the time to do it. All right, let's get into some parenting. I just have a couple things that I wanted to point out to everyone because I think these are important things to... To, to know, to have knowledge of, to discuss, and all those good things. Uh, because of the technical difficulties last week, I feel like this wasn't completely conveyed. Uh, but we are, at Go Tell to the Wall, uh, we are supporting a, a big Kickstarter campaign that is happening right now. Uh, it is called Six Minutes. Actually, uh, I believe Chris had posted it to uh, the, the Facebook page uh, like end of last week, beginning of this week. I actually posted it again today uh, knowing that I had talked about it last week and we'll be talking about it again. I'm not going to get into the full description. Uh, I, I just encourage you to check this out. We are going to be supporting them. It's a fantastic concept. It's, it's here in parenting because it has to do with, with school shootings uh, and, and what children go through in a school shooting. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, as a parent, 
And my child's not even in school yet. It's one of the biggest fears I have. I just absolutely one of the biggest fears I have. We're going to continue promoting it until that goal is reached. It's got as of today, it's got 46 days to go. Uh, I will be backing it myself. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm kind of waiting until it gets closer to the end to see how much I, I'm going to need to put in there to, to make sure they hit their goal. Uh, so please, please, please. This is, this is an important concept. It's a short film. It's only a $500 Kickstarter, $500. So all you wall fans out there, common sensors, people on this board right here. I already, I know that Chris and Bridget already supported this, uh, this exact thing. Uh, well, I'm looking at your thing. I'm going to get back to that in just a second. I knew you were Chris. Uh, and I put it in, like I said, it's in parenting, but this is such a huge thing and we're going to support them. I'm going to continue promoting it until, until, uh, yeah, see, I, that's what I can't stand. Bridget is talking about uh, her, that three, uh, I'm so bad with eight. That'd be Phoebe. <laughs> I'd be like, is that Phoebe or Fiona? Three-year-old would be Phoebe. Uh, they they actually had a uh, lockdown drill at preschool. Preschool lockdown drill. It's disgusting, this world we live in, and we're going to continue to support it. Uh, we're going to make sure they hit their goal. This Kickstarter is hitting their goal. It, there's no question of that. We're making sure they hit their goal. Uh, and then once this is shot, we will help do everything we can to promote it. I want to go back here a little bit to... Uh, uh, yeah, see, Social D and Bad Religion were close to being in my top 10, Matt. Matt is actually hitting me with part of his top 10. See, that's the thing. Uh, you've got Real Big Fish. I, I, like, there was no, like, true ska in there. See, Less Than Jake is, like, punk ska, you know, so there was no Less Than Jake, uh, and there's no Goldfinger, which was one of those things where it's like, well, Goldfinger's great, uh, but John Feldman is a freaking genius when it comes to the studio uh so, so i would put them in there too but i think they were being excluded a little bit because they're so heavily like real big fish definitely uh very heavily ska uh i mean like english beat wasn't in there so these are kind of it's, it's a really weird list <laughs> my friend laura and i were looking at it before i came in the studio and i was like eh. uh, i will tell you number 100 was good charlotte <laughs> there's no list that uh See, I'm with you, Matt. I actually had that thought, too, but then I didn't put Goldfinger on my top 10 because they weren't really in that. I don't know. It was a weird one. But Goldfinger is, is definitely a, a top 10 band of mine. I, I love them. John Feldman is a freaking genius. All right, moving along with some parenting. We got a little tangented there. Hey, can you tell I like my, my pop punk and my punk rock music? I mean, that's why I'm going to be. I'm seeing Unwritten Law and then Gnarly t one night and then Gnarly Town the next day. It's going to be a that's going to be a fun weekend here, like end of June, whenever. I got to look at my calendar. I can't even keep track of these days. I'll probably yell to the other room, Laura, what, what day are we going to that? <laughs> uh, all right. A couple more things in parenting that I just want to talk about. Uh, so there was a story out of, oh, I don't even have where it was. Uh, some parents actually came out, uh, came to ABC News with this story. Uh, they have an autistic child. Uh, and for the end of the year there, which I think a lot of schools do this, you see it in yearbooks like funniest person or like most improved this or that, whatever it might be. Uh, so they actually, they actually gave this autistic boy the award for most, most annoying, most annoying given to this poor autistic boy. On top of that, he's actually nonverbal, nonverbal. Oh, <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy. Get on the live broadcast here. <laughs> Someone hit me up on the messenger here. <laughs> uh, Again, nonverbal. And this is, unfortunately, the world we live in where the school... Now, the school has, of course, come out and said, no, it was a teacher's fault and everything else. It's just amazing to me that it got to that point. You have this award show, and it got to that point where this, this poor autistic child is being made fun of. Absolutely being made fun of. And it's disgusting. And things like this need to stop. And I don't even understand how he could be that... He's nonverbal. So you ju you're, you're just a bigoted person, this teacher... It doesn't understand the differences of, of people and, and, and what the struggles that certain people go through. And so you're calling them annoying. That's disgusting. All right. One more thing I want to talk about in parenting here. Man, we are just OK. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through a few things here once we uh, once we get through this parenting. Uh, so there was a uh, big tornado uh, Memorial Day that, that rolled through Michigan, part of Michigan. And uh, uh, there was a father there who actually. He, his family was stuck there at the house during the tornado, and then they actually left there because it wasn't safe to be staying in the house, obviously. Uh, and his daughter had actually lost her doll, her favorite doll. And so what he did was he went back to the wrecked home, went upstairs into her room, searched everywhere, and found the doll. There's actually a fantastic photo of him standing on top of his 
his destroyed I mean not destroyed because obviously he's standing on the roof of it but it's just it's off the foundation it's the house is off the foundation it's, it's, it's gonna be a total loss here standing on top of it huge smile on his face holding the doll in the air and you might think like man your whole house is destroyed but you're so happy about this doll yes and I'll tell you what I can relate to this in two different ways uh, when your home is completely destroyed Easy, I saw your message come across, and I, I, you must have heard me because I was like, "Easy, get on the live feed." <laughs> and there's Easy. Uh, anyway, I can relate in two ways. When your home is completely destroyed, just completely destroyed. I've literally been there firsthand. We've talked about this on the podcast, Cedar Fire, 2003. When it's completely destroyed, when you go back there, and you, if you can find something, find anything that hasn't been destroyed, or something that that was personal to you, something that was important. It gives you hope. That's what it does. It gives you absolute hope. As little as that seems, it gives you hope that it's going to be okay. I've been there. I've been there. Additionally, I've been there because kids have certain attachments to, uh, to, to things, whether it's toys, dolls, whatever it might be. I go through this constantly with my daughter. She gets, she gets very attached, and she, she will not put something down. When her toys, you know. She has a couple dolls that she's very, very much into. She has her, her, her lovey. That's what, what parents and kids tend to call them, that she sleeps with every night. It's a particular thing. That, when they have that attachment, you're giving them a ridiculous comfort when they've gone through something like that. Uh, so good on you, this dad in Michigan, and uh, I would have done the same thing. Absolutely would have done the same thing. All right, I'm going to cruise through these couple of things real quick. Uh, sports. I got a couple sports things, but these, these these are important, socially relevant things. Uh, so another thing happened to the Warriors-Raptors game last night. Uh, one of the Toronto Raptors players actually uh, ended up falling into the, the courtside seats a little bit while he's chasing a ball. I can't remember exactly what happened. Uh, there, there, there is a Warriors investor. They call them minority owners. He's not the main owner. He's, he, he invests some money into the Warriors franchise. Uh, actually, when when the player was starting to get up, uh, he went and shoved him. And then on top of that, today we got we got more news that he actually cursed at him, actually was using curse words. Uh, and we also got news today from the Warriors that he's been banned for one year. One year he's been banned from every every basketball activity, game, whatever it might be. Uh, and the reason I bring this up is because a regular fan, like a regular Joe Schmo, would have been banned for life from Warriors games from the arena from whatever else might be encompassing of Warriors basketball. Uh, and to that, I say, ladies and gentlemen, wealthy white privilege at its finest. Rich white dude, eh, one year. Joe Schmo, lifetime. That would have absolutely happened. Uh, and you know what? I'm, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease this a little bit because I'm, we're going to talk about this, I, and I think we're going to do this one during the centibration. Uh, a story came up about a fan... It, who was at Wrigley Field wearing a White Sox jersey with uh, with Rizzo's number on it? He who actually plays for the Cubs, uh, and and social media like went nuts. They were like, "What is this guy doing? What's happening? We don't even understand." And then he came out. He came out afterward, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm a White Sox fan, but Anthony Rizzo's a friend of mine, personal friend. So I, I just I wear a jersey and I have fun." And it's like, cool. Why is everyone losing their mind? Uh, so I want to tease that a little bit because I was actually gathering information this week when it comes to sports fans and, and kind of gear they wear and everything else. And, and I would like to have multiple people in the studio to talk about this. So we're going to talk about that during the centib the centibration episode while we, while we kind of get into all that good stuff. All right, let's get into some tech because we are running short on time. Let me just get another sip of my, uh, my, my, my Samuel Adams summer ale, Sammy Summer. As as our uh, producer Chris would say, a uh, couple tech things. Bumping into my microphone here, that's going to sound fun and post. A uh, couple tech things here. Facebook has some cryptocurrency coming. That's right. Seriously, just throwing more shit on Facebook. I, I guarantee the people like Zuck is sitting in a conference room like, what else can we add to this piece of shit to make it worse, like worse than it is? I know everyone's complaining that Facebook is, has too many things, but what else can we add? Cryptocurrency. Let's make it even more controversial. Come on, Zuck, do better than that. So uh, I won't be buying any cryptocurrency on Facebook, and I recommend that you don't either. Uh, Spotify announced a new app called Spotify Stations. I think this is super interesting. This is actually probably going to be interesting for a lot of our listeners out there that enjoy radio. Uh, and <laughs> I know. You know what's funny, Matt, is I was literally going to use that term, but I've used, I've used that term, that phrase about Facebook so many times that I was like, I was like ah, let's use a different one this time. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't have a clever one. I just used a different one. Uh, but I think this would be good for our listeners, especially ones that just like listen to podcasts and radio and, and all that kind of good stuff. Because uh, it's called Spotify Stations. New app launched from Spotify. Uh, and it's more like radio instead of actual like curated playlists. So you can go on there and find radio stations and listen to, uh, to particular music that you like. Uh, Tinder. Tinder apparently is adding sexual orientation and gender identity uh, on their app. Uh, makes total sense to me. I honestly, I figured it was already on there. Clearly, I've never used Tinder. I just assumed that kind of stuff was on there. But it, now it's going to be on there, which kind of makes sense. It's like it's a, it's a dating app. Should we maybe tell people what exactly we're looking for when you're trying to date people? Yes, that would make sense to me. So apparently that's coming. If you're a Tinder user, look forward to that. It'll probably be good. Uh, it's going to make things a little easier on that Tinder app. I don't know how Tinder, I've never, never was on Tinder, never did any of the dating apps, websites or anything. I just, yeah, never, not cause I'm like too cool. I just never, never did. I, yeah, never did. Uh, scooter wars come to Paris. That's right. The scooter wars happening in Paris now and scooter, it's been international with these scooter things, but I found this one interesting because apparently, uh, there are currently 12 scooter companies operating in Paris, 12, 12. You know, we we're talking about San Francisco and San Francisco was awarding a contract to like one or two scooter companies to operate within the city. Twelve in Paris. And we're talking. That's a very populated city, densely populated city. Plus, there's freaking tourists there every five seconds. It's like going to Hollywood. You have people that live there. It's densely populated. And then you have tourists too. double the people walking around there. So that's what's happening there. Uh, they are going to choose two or three companies only to operate within Paris. Uh, and apparently Usain Bolt has a uh, has a scooter company, which. All right. Good on you, dude. Have a scooter company. All right. I want to talk about a couple quick, yeah, quick couple quick common sense things. We're a little bit over time, but I think we can do it. Oh my gosh, easy. No, I did. Oh, I just had a moment there. I play I play Clash of Clans with my buddy Easy, and I was like, oh my god, I forgot. No, I did I did it earlier. I did it early because it was Thursday, uh, and we had kind of an easier war today. Uh, so anyway, a couple common sense things I want to talk about. I found this article uh, talking about cheap, cheap. Skinny jeans that men will actually want to wear. Cheap being $68 jeans. $68 jeans is the kind of world we live in where $68 is cheap for jeans. You know what? Common sense says take your ass to Kohl's or Macy's when they're having a sale. Pick up some $40 Levi's. They got skinny. They got slim. They got baggy. They got all any kind of cut you want. $40, you catch them on sale. Call it a day. That's that, that's almost $20 cheaper than, than the crap, almost $30 cheaper than the crap that they're talking about here for $68. Give me a break. Like, I don't think I own any piece of clothing that costs $68 with the exception of my suits. I did, right? Yeah. Uh, with the exception of my suits and, and maybe like my dress shoes. I don't even have shoes that cost that much. Eh. I have to ask my wife how much my Deadpool vans cost. Those were a little expensive, but I, I just don't, you know, and maybe my like all weather vans, but I don't, I don't, $68, like who needs $68 jeans? It's so weird to me. So weird to me. Spending $68 on one article of clothing. Come on. Like, do we, do we really live in this kind of world? Uh, good on this market in Vancouver. I'm trying to look at the exact name of it. East West Market in Vancouver, British Columbia. They are fighting the plastic bag ridiculousness by giving out embarrassing bags. Embarrassing plastic bags. Uh, they're, they're doing this to obviously encourage reusable bags. One example of embarrassing bags is... Uh, bags that say the colon care co-op, the colon care co-op. The cool thing is it actually says in, in small letters on the bottom, avoid the, avoid the shame, bring a reusable bag. Fantastic. Fantastic. All about it. Uh, and, and really like use reusable bags. It's not that hard. We can't, you can't even get plastic bags here in Los Angeles, like anywhere around here, Los Angeles. You can't get them. Uh, and one more thing I want to throw at you. I don't even really have much to say about this. Uh, Oakland decriminalized mushrooms as well as peyote. They've decriminalized mushrooms and peyote, similar to how Denver did it recently. Uh, I've talked about it before, so I don't want to get into it again. Th these have these types of things have been used for mental illness. Uh, yeah, $1,500 shoes. Get out of here. Get out of here. No shoes need to cost $1,500. I don't. I think like I'm looking around my studio. Computer, because I, I don't think my camera's in here right now. My computer is probably the only thing in the studio that costs that much. Even like all the cool collectibles and stuff, $1,500, get out of here with that. Uh, so like I said before, that can be used for uh, mental illness, for, for uh, psychiatric reasons, psychological reasons, can, can be all kinds of good things. Uh, but of course, be smart. Be smart. Don't just decriminalize things and be like, shrooms for everybody. You know, let's be smart about it. That's what you got to do. 
All right, so that's going to do it for us. We are over time just a little bit. Remember, there's going to be announcements coming regarding the Centibration. Thank you, Matt, for coining that term. We are going to use that one definitely uh, for the actual Centibration. Uh, and we will be back next week uh, with episode 100, and then we will get into the, the, the actual celebrating of episode 100 and the landmark that is episode 100. I'll be reaching out to all of our wall fans, everyone that has touched the show, everyone that has supported the show financially, uh, as well as like sharing things and, and doing all that good stuff. So uh, look forward to that. Announcements coming soon. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. That's where you're going to get updates on that. Uh, probably going to come through Twitter as well. Uh, so at tell the wall pod and at magic Muppet. And of course, YouTube, that's where all these nice, lovely live feeds go. Uh, head on over to YouTube, search, go tell to the wall. <clears throat> and if you can't remember all that stuff, just bookmark Seanworklive.com and it's going to connect you to all of those things I just mentioned. Uh, so look forward to some, some great announcements coming out over the next uh, week, week and a half. Uh, once I can kind of corral everybody and, and figure out timing and, and, and all that good stuff. So, uh, this has been episode 99 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. I am your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>